You're listening to the 12 Days of Crusademus 2020, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Bound Entertainment. Omaha Bound is your best choice for hardbinding those special comic books in your collection. The guys over at Omaha Bound do only the best high-quality binding. And they custom design every cover, so every single hardcover they design is unique. In short, when you get your comics hardbound with Omaha Bound, you'll know that you have a truly one-of-a-kind collection. In addition to binding, they also sell special trade collections of hard-to-find comics. All of this is available on their website, which is omahabound.com. Treat yourself and those special comics just right. Go to omahabound.com today. Okay, now. This is our Christmas song, in case you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas. There's lots of ideas in here, so listen and don't get stuck. Okay. By the way, that's me on the organ. You start. Okay. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtlenecks and a beer. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer. It should be more there, eh? Where? On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. See, oh, you need yeah. more. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden toques, four pounds of back bacon, French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay, on the sixth, two golden Christmas, my true love gave to me six packs of two for This should just be the two days of Christmas. It's too hard for us. Three Wolfman's Wolfing. Hello, and welcome to the third day of the 12 Days of Crusademus for 2020, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusademus is our gift to the podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusademus will bring you a hidden gem of a comic series brought to you either by one of our Holly Jolly co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. I'm your host for this third day of Crusademus, Delvin Williams, the Christmas Web. And here are the Lords of Leaping joining me for today's unwrapping. First up, we have the founder of the Longbox Crusade, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. Merry Christmas, Pat. Merry Christmas, Delvin, and Merry Christmas to all, and to all a Merry Christmas. With our special guest here today, I'm wondering if everybody ready to go out with us. We're going to go caroling. You know, last time we didn't do anything. So this time I figured we'd take it out to the streets and go caroling. And uh, since we have somebody who's a musical genius. Oh, you you got my note, did you? All right. Yes. Musical <laughs> well, genius, Sean Connery here. 
Are you ready? One, two, three. If you want my party. Mr. Connery. What? We we have another musical genius. No. This guy? This guy over here? Yes. Ah, Mr. Connery, you need to go get your rent money. Uh, I'll be along presently. We'll let you you know when we're ready to go out, Caroline, Sean, so, and and we'll grab MJ. What my rent money, Connery? It's Christmas. You know what, Jay? He hasn't paid since last Christmas. Neither has Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) We kind of trapped him in the other Oh, that's kidnapping. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's not go too far. A kidnap victim. Okay, Pat. Even if you weren't done, I'm declaring you done because everyone else barged in on your time. We are moving on to Jason Albrecht, aka Weasel Skull. Jason, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you as well, Delvin. DJ Cristados, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to my brother from my actual mother. Merry Christmas, Joe November. I know we're I still introduced him yet. <laughs> if, if he was here in spirit. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll introduce him in a minute, but Merry Christmas, everybody. I know we're a few days short, but I'm looking forward to getting that Christmas gift of uh, hopefully a vaccine so I can leave this GD house. <laughs> <laughs> and now everybody knows when this was recorded. <laughs> Somewhere between now and Christmas. <laughs> It's either that or he got into the eggnog and and maybe Mary Jane. (laughs) Um, We are moving on. I didn't say what kind of vaccine. (laughs) We are moving on to Jared Albrecht, a.k.a. the yard sale artist, a.k.a. Death Row. Merry Christmas, Jared. Merry Christmas, Delvin. Merry Christmas, Longbox crew. I realize that we are still, this is the third day of Christmas, like what, nine days away from Christmas. So plenty of time for me to get that Turbo Man action figure that my kid's been wanting. I'm going to plan on getting Turbo Man. Nobody wants Booster, but... Yeah, uh, nobody likes a Booster. Nobody wants Booster, but I'll probably get a Booster and I'll just probably wait till the last minute to get a Turbo Man. I don't think that could go wrong. If you get that bit then yeah we can be good friends so I pat are you like the only I one should. i love I you Timmy. Like I should know that one that's that uh sean there's no, that's a good show that's the arnold one right yeah, yeah. that's arnold. Jingle all the way and bad and bad i went deep into the christmas archives for my bit this time people jingle all the way oh by the way though they really did make some turbo man figures in conjunction with the movie and they are every bit as expensive as they were in the movie because they didn't make a ton of them you go on ebay yeah you're gonna spend a few hundred dollars for a turbo man so that's life imitating art life imitating art all day long that's the team and also joining us around the fire with hot cocoa in hand is our very special guest for this episode, which Jason already spoiled, that rascal. You probably know him from his many amazing intro and outro music themes from all across the Longbox Crusade Network. It is musical genius, Joe November. Joe, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to everybody. How's everybody doing? Fantastic. Oh, good. Man. good. It's nice good. to have Joe here. Yeah, at We've actually got November in December. <laughs> what? Blow <laughs> your mind. I just blow hands there. Joe, I see that you have something there that's in the stocking. Would you mind telling us what that is? Sure. As you heard in the singing intro today, Three Wolfmen's Wolfing, which means we're unwrapping. The Astounding Wolfman number one from the 2007 Image Comics series. Here's a brief history of this series as well as the creators. So the series is about 
basically a guy who turns into a wolfman slash superhero and all the machinations that go along with it in the mind of a gentleman who is called Robert Kirkman, who created this series. And most of us may know Robert Kirkman from some small TV show on AMC. I think it's called The Walking Dead. Mm. He's very famous for that. He's written some other stuff, too. Also, I believe the artist is less known. Jason Howard. There we go. Okay. I don't know much more of his stuff, but uh, I do know more about Robert Kirkman. He's also a fellow Kentuckian. We're both from Lexington. Interesting fact there. But yeah, the Wolfman series, I love it just because I've always been a wolf guy. Like when it comes to horror and things like that, I, I really like the werewolf lore. And when I saw this series over a decade ago, uh, it just caught my eye and Actually, I know it goes up to about 25 volumes, but I only had, had up to maybe six or seven. So I actually never finished the series, but it was still really, really good. Volumes? Or issues, I should, I should say. Yeah, issues. Okay. Yeah. Got it. If you like werewolf comics, have I got a promo for you. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton, Aaron Burr. If you're a history lover or a musical lover, you probably know about both Hamilton and Burr's rise to power in the early stages of American history and their infamous duel. But what if you didn't know the full story? What if one of them was a werewolf? White Rocket Entertainment proudly presents a 48-page full-color comic book, Hamilton vs. Burr, A Werewolf Tale. Written by Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist. Art by Nate Niles. Colors by Ace Wheelie and Ken Solomon. Letters by Percival Constantine and edited by Johanna Albrecht. Hamilton vs. Burr, A Werewolf Tale. Available digitally on Kindle and Comics Central. C-O-M-I-X Central. Prefer a print copy? Hamilton vs. Burr, A Werewolf Tale, along with my other published works, are available at theyardsaleartist.big cartel.com that's the yard sale artist.bigcartel.com or you can buy it directly from me creator jared albrecht the yard sale artist at any of my comic con appearances hamilton versus burr a werewolf tale get your copy today you won't regret it don't take my word for it here's what ming chen from amc's tv series comic book men had to say about it i really enjoyed it a lot of great werewolf scenes in here a lot of great uh, this is how I wish history would be told to kids. <laughs> <laughs> Books like a- a Hamilton versus Burr, A Werewolf Tale. That's Hamilton versus Burr, A Werewolf Tale. Have any of you read any Astounding Wolfman comics before? Delvin. As has been noted in the past, anytime that it starts with me, the answer is no. <laughs> and woe be it for me to break any tradition. No, I have never read in any outstanding Wolfman comics before. Jason, what about you? I have not per se. I do recall, though, when Jared and Jordan visited several years ago, Jordan was plowing through those Wolfman comics. So I may have flipped through an issue or two while he was here. Jared, what do you think? You read them? I have read them, a lot of them, because Joe gave a bunch of them to Jordan, which is the ones he was reading at your house. Wow. Uh He's a separation. It's Uh all coming together, but Joe gave some to Jordan. I ended up reading them and really liking them, as you'll see in Candy Cane giveaways uh, later on. So I do have a very strong familiarity with it, but it is thanks to Joe. Joe's put me on the several cool werewolf properties to include the highly underrated movie Wolf Cop. Uh, everyone needs to see Wolf Cop. By the way. I, I forgot about that. Wait, <laughs> was that a porn? Kind, kind of. <laughs> oh, Wolf Cop. Yeah. Wolf. I, do, I think oh, the word yeah, Cop, 
Oh, I thought you were thinking wolf was a verb. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, I am familiar with the series, and I look forward to talking about it, but I believe that leaves you, Pat. Any astounding Wolfman experience up to this point? Astonishingly enough, no, I haven't. But I have read some other, uh, you know, some Walking Dead by Kirkman, uh, Invincible as well. Oh, oh yeah, it's good book. Mm-hmm. was another right, one right. by him, so, yeah. Okay. So, for today's episode, I asked the boys to read Astounding Wolfman number one, mainly because number one kind of sets off the tone for the entire series. Builds off the fact that the main character, Gary, is found to be bitten by something when they're, him and his family are camping in, the, in Montana. He goes into, looks like a coma for about a month, and he wakes up, and everybody's surprised. And then he's wondering what's going on. And then 30 days later, the moon comes out and he jumps out of the hospital. He really doesn't know what's going on, but something's going on. He has, there's some elements of Batman that I notice in this series because apparently this guy's very rich. Uh, he has a maid and a butler and he lives in an estate. He has a wife and daughter, Rebecca and Chloe. Chloe's a really good tennis player. And so there's a little bit of bonding that's going on between the family. But then another episode happens where he turns into a wolf again. And this time he's caught on camera on their grounds. And they notate that the next day the butler comes in and says, hey, there's something strange going on. I see this thing in the yard. The wife suddenly realizes because she knows the pants on the guy is ripped up. It's like that same pants that's in the video with this thing is you. She's getting really scared. And then all of a sudden, this strange guy pops in and is like, hey, I can help you. And, and everybody's like, what? Call security. And <laughs> But he's like, you know, I, I, I can really help you out. And the guy's like, okay, well, you know, I, I'd like to listen more what you have to say. And then the last frame is like something like, you know, I know a little bit something about the supernatural. And he has like fangs coming out and red eyes. And that's the end of the first issue. And it was very, very intriguing to see what happens next. So that's what caught my eye, and it kept me reading for the next few issues. But for now, so what did you guys think about that issue? I'll start with Jared. Well, I love it. I love Astounding Wolfman. I love the issue. I'll add a little bit of fun trivia for everybody. The penciler was Jason Howard, and it was interesting how he got the gig. He has real clean, almost Batman the Animated Series style art to it. And he got the gig because he was at a comic con where Kirkman was and he drew a picture of Invincible and gave it to Kirkman and said, Hey, I, I drew this based off your property. I hope you like it. And Kirkman was so blown away. He was like, want to be a penciler on a book? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. Said it had a lot of interesting nods and details to the character Invincible. He liked the clean art style and that's how he got it. So basically, pen- I, I was going to say he not only penciled this, but he's the inker and colorist as well. Yeah, I think he does all the art. Yeah. So I've been just dropping drawings off at Kirk's table now for six years. <laughs> uh, security Nothing, actually doesn't let me get near his table anymore. Uh, uh, hey, Kirkman! Kirkman! Hey! I know you can hear me. Let me holler at you. So, <laughs> so, so that's six <laughs> feet <laughs> social distancing is more like 60 feet. 60 feet for the paperwork. Uh, but anyways, I just thought I'd drop that in. And it was such a treat, Joe, to go back to issue one, having read all those trades that you gave to Jordan. Like you said, I, I've read up to, gosh, I don't know how many you gave him, 16, 20, 24 issues, something like that. What amazes me is there's this small group of basically him and the guy who shows up at the end and his family. 
and as I'm reading issue one, I'm thinking of all the plot twists and turns that happen with each and every character becomes important in a different way as the mm-hmm. story goes on. And it's just a lot of fun to watch him take the curse of the werewolf and turn it into an actual superhero. Also, there's just a lot of layers more to come that, that it reminded me of. So it was really fun to go back and read issue one and go, wow, this is before the 16 dozen plot twists <laughs> occurred. This just lays the foundation. So, And there are a lot of plot twists. <laughs> oh, yeah. There is so much story to come in, in true Kirkman style. So mm-hmm. I will, with that, I'll pass it to Jason. Jason, what did you think of this issue? Well, I really enjoyed this as well. I'm thinking probably at this time in Kirkman's career, he's probably making hand over fist with The Walking Dead. So he probably doesn't have to do much creatively ever again. But you can really tell that he just loves the art. I mean, he loves the craft of storytelling and he is so good at it. I don't think he could stop if he had to. From the very beginning of this story, it was a very tense, visceral opener. Grabbed my attention right away. Jason Howard's art, although it's simplistic in style, it does capture a heck of a lot of detail and really grabs your eye. And I was thinking kind of in the lines of maybe like like you were saying, like a Phil Hester or something yeah, to that, that type of comparison. I really like the relationship building. You could tell right away in the hospital the relationship between Gary and Rebecca. They've known each other a long time. They've been together a long time. They still love each other very much. It's not a perfect relationship by any stretch of the imagination, but there's a level of affection that's there. And he's able to demonstrate that in just a few panels. I thought that Gary himself was interesting, obviously very wealthy. He's got some rich man's problems. He's under a lot of stress. His business may be on a shaky foundation, but again, shows the relationship within the family with Gary and Chloe, his daughter, as even though he's got a ton of stuff on his mind, he still makes the time to go out and play tennis with Chloe. And he's proud of her, you could tell. And then at the very end, just when I'm looking at this and thinking, okay, this is going to be a werewolf story of some sort, this unknown character comes out of nowhere, literally pops up in the house. And like Joe was saying, with those red eyes and the teeth saying, yeah, I know something of the supernatural ends it right there. And I'm like, what? What's going to happen next? I need to pick up the next book. So those are my thoughts. Great book. I really enjoyed it, Joe. And I'll pass it to Pat. Like you guys, I did enjoy this one as well, too. Jason kind of mentioned character development. I will second that as well. Really started to feel something for Gary and his wife and Chloe and, and what was happening to him. And I was wondering, in the beginning, so was, was he a wolf when he got attacked by the bear? Or nope. did the bear just sense no. something in him? It wasn't a bear. <laughs> okay. Well, see, they got me food there. Here I was thinking, okay, well, how did he get attacked? I can't laugh at you, Pat. I thought so, too. I thought, I thought he was attacked by a bear. Why is he a werewolf? Why not a bear wolf? They said it was a bear. bear. Yeah. Okay. I was kind of thinking that in the beginning, but like, oh no, he got you know he got attacked by wolf, and now he's got wolf blood him and or or something. But then they kept saying bear, and I'm like, well, maybe you know, like if he had this built into him, maybe the bear sensed it and got a little angry and territory. It wasn't a bear. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's kind of like those uh, horror movies where the characters in the movie want to say anything else happened to the guy except what it actually was. Okay. <laughs> And, yeah, and, so and looking for that logical explanation. Yeah. yeah. It had to have been a wild animal. Why not a bear? Well, I thought maybe they saw it, but I didn't know. Yeah. It, it's kind of sounded like somebody saw it happen. 
like his wife saw it happen, but all right. It actually ends up being a crossover with Yogi Bear and Boo Boo. Oh. <laughs> it gets really bizarre. Some picnic baskets. Where, uh... Hey, Boo Boo, let's rip his head off and put it in a basket. <laughs> I don't know, Yogi. I want to read this book now. <laughs> Art-wise, man, uh, you're right. Definitely a clean, drawn book. And just to do the pencils, the inking, and the colors really made this thing stand out. Really awesome looking splash pages throughout as well, too. I am interested. Well, I'll save it for my candy cane roundup here. Yeah, definitely a, an interesting story that I never would have looked into, probably. So that's the beauty of Crusademus is, you know, discovering something mm-hmm. else out there. Mm-hmm. Delvin? Well, you three fine gentlemen covered so much about the book. I feel like I don't need to say a lot about it. So I'm going to talk around the book. First of all, Looks like the book came out or was given out on a free comic book day. And I think free comic book day is awesome. Blessed be his name, yes. And this is a lot in here for a free comic book. Yes. That is speaking to the point about how Kirkman was probably very well off at this point. That it's like, hey, I can put out this story, this pretty dense issue one for free. Just because I, I don't, I'm not starving anymore. I can put this out and let people just come in and read the book based off of my name. And oh, by the way, it's good. So that's a heck of a flex by Kirkman back in 2007. I also want to mention, I, I've of course heard the name Kirkman. I've heard of Walking Dead. I've watched a few of the seasons, but like not really. Good friend of mine, Ethan, gave me the first five or six or so trade paperbacks of The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead starts very similarly to Wolfman, where something happened to the protagonist, a decent amount of time passed, and then the story began. I noted that, and and I wonder if Kirkman was kind of struggling for a way to start the story and kind of benchmarked off of himself to begin this story. These are just musings. This dude is clearly an infinitely more talented anything than I am. Now about the book, it was good. I think I'll probably be on the lower end of the totem pole, but not by much because I thought it was a good story. I enjoyed the art and it would get the benefit of the doubt for me because I know reading the first five trade paperbacks of The Walking Dead how Kirkman sets up a story. He sets them up in these very big magnum opus types, but they're all building upon each other. And that sense of doom or foreboding is just there the entire time. And he does a very good job of it where it's never contrived and you want to listen and read more and more. And of course, the artwork just makes you want to look at it even more so it was a very very good effort and i enjoyed the heck out of it very good very good appreciate it guys now it's time to rate your interest in the series using the official crusade miss candy cane scale on a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes 12 being extremely interested and one being in no interest at all how many candy canes will you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of this title i'll start with pat i'm gonna give this 10 candy canes I am interested in figuring out more of what's going on in this story. And uh, definitely the, it's, the art is really easy to look at and layout of it as well to help tell the story. Giving it 10. And I'll pass it to Jason. Yeah, I'm looking through here. 
I'm looking at my usual scoring of humor, heart, spectacle, and art. And humor, I noted there wasn't much humor in there, but I can tell that there are elements in the book. I have a feeling that the series, there's probably some more humor coming, but we're here at the origin story, so I gave that a one. The heart, I thought that's really the strength of the book, the character development like we talked about. I'm giving heart a three. Spectacle, I thought we got some really good appetizers here of a couple times when he turns into the wolf man and some beautiful pages there that kind of show his strength and his endurance and his agility. So we're kind of seeing what he can do. We don't have any bad guys yet, but again, I see they're coming. So that kept me turning pages. So that gets a two. And the art, as we talked about, beautiful, clean lines, great use of colors. I'm giving that as a two as well. So all in all, I'm at a nine. Joe, your enthusiasm for the book bumps it to a 10. And I'm giving it the Kirkman book. I've literally never read Anything that he's done from Invincible to the Super Dinosaur to Walking Dead, way back when he did uh, Marvel Zombies, everything that he's done has just been brilliant. So, five, seven, eight, nine, that's 10. I'm giving it 10. You already had it at 10. You were going to give it an 11. Well, now I misdid my math there. It's three, oh. five, six, seven, eight, one for Joe, nine, and then one for Kirkman Bump gets it 10. Jared, mm. take it. Well, as you guys know, I break mine down into four categories. I rate it on a scale of Reed, Sue, Ben, and Johnny. Not really. That's just the Fantastic Four. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm so clever. Anyways, no, I absolutely love this book. While uh, Jason was going on his you know, thing that he does with candy games, <laughs> I was looking on eBay to see what a full run of this would cost because i'm seriously considering buying one Mm. Uh, it went 25 issues by the way there is a hardcover omnibus that you can get for around 45 or 50 dollars you want to buy all the trade paperbacks you can get all of them for about 30 to 40 dollars so it's collected which i know pat you always like to ask that question yeah and it's affordable and i'm thinking about getting them because i asked jordan today i said do you still have your wolfman trades he's like no and i'm like whatever happened to that? Nah, dad i grew up i'm a teenager <laughs> whatever happened to those wolfman trades i don't read those funny books but that's just a long way of saying i absolutely adore this book i know more about it than the rest of you guys i think i might have read the whole series if not then darn close and it is worth the full 12 candy canes i'm going full speed ahead take the whole nice. box Stanley wolfman's great great story from a great storyteller and a came out of nowhere artist that just has his own unique style that's fun to look at. So I will give it a 10 as well, because if I were to pick this up in a free comic day and I saw that, I would think, dang, this is really good. And that would make me want to possibly pick up more, especially if, you know, you're in that mood where you just want something different from the normal stuff that you get. Mm-hmm. And you got Wolfman sitting there. He's like, you know what? I read that cool number one during free comic book day. And because of that, I'm picking up this book now. That is where it lands for me, which is very good company. So I give it a 10. It's a four. <laughs> <laughs> Stakari, rent. <laughs> We're back in your room. You know, I think since Joe November is here with us, Yes. Let's give the opportunity if someone wants to give it a half seas. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Yeah, we always saying that. Yeah. Only only Joe. I'm going to go I'm going 10 and a half in, in honor of Joe November. Joe, I'm going to go 12 and a half, yeah. yeah. Since Joe's here. 
Joe, I don't know if you know how much consternation goes on on this network when people try to do absies. We're like, no, I mean, one person's allowed to do absies on this whole network. It's Joe November. Yeah, November. Uh, I appreciate that. The leeway. <laughs> well, I'm going ten and a half too, then, just so I just because yeah, I, I Joe's here. So yeah, Joe's here. you can answer. <laughs> Joe, you now have the highest score ever because I gave it twelve and a half candy canes, which is <laughs> no one's ever broken the twelve. Wow. <laughs> We found a half a candy cane from 2018. <laughs> right. We gave it. It was stuck to Mary Jane's. Anyway, we found, <laughs> we, we found another right. candy cane. We found another candy cane. That's, That's not important that. right now. Oh. oh, Joe, how about you give us one last recommendation for this series? Definitely, Delvin. If you like very great storytelling, bright, bright comics that pop and it's backed by someone that has credibility in storytelling, which is Robert Kirkman, then you'll you'll love this series. Well, oh, this was a good issue. Anyone else? Anyone else got, got things good to say about Robert Kirkman? Kirkman! Kirkman! <laughs> look at my drawings! <laughs> <laughs> one one thing I, that I didn't know until just now is I was looking at the cover, uh, and the stranger that, you know, is not to be named, mm-hmm. he has this pose on the cover and it looks like that meme of the kid that's like, yes. Uh, <laughs> he's doing the fist. He's like, <laughs> I just now noticed that. <laughs> he's having a good day. Yeah, he's like, I got this movement now. <laughs> that will wrap up day three of the 12 days of Crusademus. We would love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show. Or if you gave one of our recommendations a try. Let us know what you think about it. We can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade. We can be emailed at contact at longboxcrusade.com. We can be written to at Pat, tell them your address. Contact at longboxcrusade.com. <laughs> no, no, your physical address. Like, this is important. Go ahead. They're going to mail you oh. a letter. <laughs> you know, okay. Write you a letter. I'm at Pat. Same no, that's not important. If Pat. you want to hear more from our special guest, where can they find you out on the interwebs, Joe? Sure. So uh, I am out on SoundCloud at Josephlin99, spelled J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. I'm also on Twitter, the same handle. I also have a artist page on Facebook, Joe November Music. I have a band camp page, and I'm on Instagram under Joe November. Y'all get out there on that SoundCloud, man. That mm-hmm. stuff is good stuff. Joe makes the beats that make the world go round. We the long box the world go around. Absolutely. It wouldn't be the same show without him. It just gives it that special, what the French call a certain I don't know what. <laughs> Every time we make a new show on this network, it's like, like head to that SoundCloud page and figure out what the <laughs> intro music is going to be. <laughs> Hope Joe's been working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just ask me, hey, create something new. Well, I, I don't like to do give him things to do, but I will say this. The one time that we did ask him, like, can you make something really cool was for our G.I. Joe Chronicles. And oh, did yeah. he oh, ever deliver? Yeah. That's that great. That is a great intro thing. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. You're looking for more beats? Want something for your podcast? Get in contact with Joe. Nope. Hey, hey. Nope. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's right. If you're listening to this and you're a podcaster and you want original music to be able to use for your podcast themes, intros, outros, seriously at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. Hit him up on Twitter. You can contact any of us. We'll get you in contact with him. He will make affordable beats for you. Yes, sir. Also, you will not regret it. (laughs) 
fact. So used to hearing that. (laughs) Fact check that. And if you're loving Crusade Miss and didn't get a chance to listen last year or just want to hear more Crusade Miss, who could blame you? We're, We're freaking awesome. If you scroll far enough back in our feed, you can find all the episodes from Crusade Miss Past 2019, 2018, 2017, randomly 1984. I don't. That was a weird year for us. It was. It was crazy. Look at that the time we found that time machine and we went back in time. Yeah. (laughs) Plus, the capacitor broke and we hadn't been the same since. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is from under the tree here in the festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios. Until then, DJ Cristados, play one of my favorite Christmas jams. Wiggly, 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 whack.
songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. <laughs> it's a part of my hosting duties, so I'll take care of it. And that's right, I did say duty. The best way to do it is just go look at shared with me, and don't look in any folders. Just look. I didn't look at folders. I found it 12 days of Crusade was 2019, 18, and I finally found 2020. Because uh, it's, yeah, it's a document that I created and shared with everybody. I guess if I was smart, I could do that. I'm not smart. If you had 2020 vision, you could find it. <laughs> I see what it did there. Mm-hmm. My goodness. <laughs> I want to mute now. Is this thing on? I'm mute. No. Speaking of life entertaining art, <laughs> I screwed it up. I was supposed to say, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> You clean the episode, so it's right? you. <laughs> Stimulating, entertaining. Editing that right out. Snip, snip, snip. <clears throat> Just making sure that you do the speak and spell voice when he does it. Am I proud of You probably edit all that out. Just do that last part. <laughs> Gonna be Joe saying Jason. Jason's gonna say ten. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent editing. I have to explain myself. Make a spell for the hell of it. A. I give it ten. Was I last? No. Pat? Yeah, it's my turn. So I'm gonna give this um, ten candy canes, like I mentioned before. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you did ten candy I think it's just you, Delvin. Ah, okay. That leaves me. So you just did that on purpose, so Delvin would have one more thing to cut out. <laughs> By this point, anyway, in the editing is like I only got three minutes left. Ignore this um, and no, I'm not, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, uh, <laughs> like, uh, like, like, uh, like, 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 Thank you for listening, everyone. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find what the next gift is from under the tree here in the festively decorated. That's Joe's line. That's Joe's line. It's yellow. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I was about to say. It's like, is that mine? It, it is. 